May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, despite Cain, I couldn't resist coming up here. This is, <laughs> this is a marvelous uh, uh, pulpit, and so it's a, it's a pleasure to be in it this morning with you. Good morning, and a, it's a real pleasure, as I said, for me to be here this morning. I want to thank your Consecration Sunday team, especially uh, Ted for inviting me, and Gary, who is the head of the committee, and all those who have worked very hard to bring this Sunday about. And I invite, and for the invitation to not only preach, but also to serve. It's, uh, I'm retired uh, as a clergy person, and um, while I get an opportunity to, to celebrate periodically, it's a, it's a special, um, meaningful time for me to be able to be at your altar. So I thank you for all of that opportunity this day. I'm currently chair of the Diocesan Stewardship Committee, so this time of the year our committee can sort of call it our season. Now I don't know whether that brings All Saints Sunday to mind or Halloween for you folks, but uh, I'm here. I get the opportunity to visit churches this time of the year and share with them some of the ideas that we have and hear theirs, and hopefully we both grow in our spiritual journey together. I'd like to start today with a fable. It tells the story of three apprentice devils who were coming to earth to finish their apprenticeship. They were getting their final instructions from Satan, going over their various plans of attack to tempt, to tempt and ruin us humans. The first one said, I will tell them there is no God. Well, Satan wasn't impressed. That's not going to delude anyone. Satan said, they already know there is a God. So the second one presented her plan. Unfortunately, evil is an equal opportunity vocation. I will tell them, she said, there is no hell. But again, Satan was not very excited. No, no, they already know there is a hell for sins. Then the third one came forward and quietly said to Satan, I will tell those humans that there is no hurry. Satan was ecstatic. Go, said Satan, and you will ruin them by the thousands. There is no hurry. Well, that isn't the message for the last several Sundays. We are here today on the last Sunday of Pentecost, the end of the calendar year. Last week's gospel was the lesson of the talents talking about the master who returned from his long trip for an accounting. This year, uh, th this week before that, uh, that was the story, there was the, or the week before that, excuse me, there was the story of the wise and foolish handmaidens. The foolish ones weren't ready for the bridegroom when he came for the wedding feast. In those stories, there was this sense of urgency in the parables. And today is no different because now we are really talking about the end times. This Sunday is also called Christ the King Sunday, or the, the Sunday is also called the Reign of Christ Sunday. And the lessons here talk about the last great judgment, where the sheep and goats are separated, and the righteous rewarded, and the accursed damned. In Ezekiel, the Lord God will gather in his lost sheep, and you don't want to be well-fed or strong. Those will be destroyed. 
Now, the lessons this morning sound like the genre of scriptural writings known as apocalyptic writings, but actually they are not. They look similar, but they're not the same. Today's gospel is what is called the kingdom of God concept, and that's really quite different. In apocalyptic writing, it is a sense of hopelessness. It is hopelessly pessimistic about the, about the present age. The righteous can do nothing to make it better, and the only thing they can do is to wait for God to act, and God will win in the end. That's the positive message of that, of that writing. Therefore, the righteous are relieved of any responsibility for the evil in the current age. Their only job is to faithfully wait. Not so in the kingdom of God doctrine. This doctrine says that God hasn't left town and given it over to, the, to Satan at all. Evil is out there, but in this present age, there, we are capable of improvement if we humans will only learn and do God's will. We are responsible in the kingdom of God to make things better with God's help. And that is the story today with the coming of the Son of Man. We are not off the hook when it comes to how this world turns out. We're supposed to do something about the evils and the hurt of the world. We have to answer for it. It reminds me of a bumper sticker I saw once. It said, Jesus is coming. Look busy. Yes, you might say, but busy doing what? Well, I'll tell you. I'm not what I would describe as a biblical literalist, not by a long shot, but if it comes to, but as far as the gospel this morning, I am. What is the will of God? It's right here in black and white, not veiled in any secrecy. What do we do to make the world better? We feed the hungry, we clothe the naked, we welcome the stranger, we care for the sick, we visit prisoners. We do, we, and we don't do it to look good or for the thank you. We do it because it flows naturally from our faith. When we are truly living in Christ, there's no question about doing any of these things. They are as natural as breathing. The righteous in Jesus' story aren't even aware that they're doing something special. When did we do this, Lord? When did we care for you, they ask. And he answers, when you did it for the least of these. I used to think that these end-time lessons were rather harsh and at best uncomfortable. Who wants to hear about judgment, about weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is always a favorite line, and worry about whether you're a sheep or a goat in these various stories? I don't. But I have come to recognize them for what they are. They are loving messages, loving messages from our Lord Jesus Christ. I hear them saying to me this, Terry, you can make a difference in this world. It isn't hard. All you have to do is care. Believe in me and then put your faith into action. And by the way, you don't have all the time in the world either. Start doing it more. Don't just look busy. Start being busy. 
What God wants you and me to do is to live the most fulfilling life we can, make the world a better place as we do it, and then have no regrets at the end. That's a pretty loving message to me. Today you have the opportunity to make a difference in the world. You, can you have a chance to give from your abundance to God. And what God has given to you, you can return in your pledge this morning. Think about what you can do here at St. Saint, Saint Stephen's to care for those who are hungry and thirsty. Even more than what you're, you're already doing, and I know you're doing a lot. With your pledges, you can clothe the naked, care for the sick, welcome the stranger. I encourage you to think of your pledge today in terms of a percent, a portion of your income, and then prayerfully think about what you want your giving to be. Your pledge is a thank you gift to God. It is how we are able to bless others with the blessings that God has already given us. And in this Thanksgiving week, what better time to give a gift of thanks to our Lord? I'll finish with one last story about Satan. This one is from Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. I'm sure some of you are familiar with that story. In this book, the devil briefs his, his nephew, Wormwood, on the subtleties and techniques of tempting people. Satan cautions his nephew to keep the prospect, the patient, comfortable at all times. If he should become concerned about anything of importance, not to worry, it can only induce ingestion, indigestion, so don't worry about anything important. Think about his luncheon plans. And then Satan gives this definitive job description. He says, I, the devil, will always see to it that there are bad people. Your job, my dear Wormwood, is to provide me with people who do not care. On this Consecration Sunday, all of us are called to care, to care for the least of these, because when we do, we are really caring for our Lord himself. So remember, Jesus is coming. Get busy. Amen.